Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What? is up it is denver sports tonight i am your host cecil lammy here to talk about you guessed it the denver broncos and training camp continues and russell wilson on fire today and i know we've said it before and some of y'all may not believe it some of y'all may be getting sick of hearing about it but this was truly russell wilson's best day and this wasn't his best day as it's been in days past where it's his best day and, you know, some good and some, you know, some bad, but it was better. Um, he was hot. He was on fire today. Like, there is no doubt, no question. This was not only Russell Wilson's best day, but this was the Broncos offense's best day of training camp. They're getting it. They're getting it, ladies and gentlemen. I am proud to announce broadcast and report that this offense is picking up what Sean Payton wants them to do which I say good nay great because they need to there's an Achilles heel this whole thing so before y'all get too excited I got some information that's probably going to burst your bubble but we've got to talk about this offense we got to talk about Adam Troutman we got to talk about Jaleel McLaughlin yeah, that's right. The Adam Troutman stuff is interesting. I wrote about it at my high Monday. It wasn't about you, Stoke. Not everything's about you, Stoke. <laughs> and I kid and I apologize because Brandon Stokely thought I was talking about him when I said, hey, if you have a trained eye, you know what Adam Troutman can be. And if you don't, well, you know, and I know Stoke has had some questions, which is fine. Have the questions about Adam Troutman. But, don't uh, screw Stokely. Yeah. Watch what he's doing out there. And what he's doing out there is the Broncos' lead tight end. Listen, y'all love Greg Dulcich, great hair, blah, blah, blah. Like the Dulcich thing, the story on Greg Dulcich, outside of the lower body, hasn't really changed. Now, the lower body is very important. Uh, his hamstrings, his bubble, like that's there's more strength in those portions of his body. And, yes, you know, this is what you got to pay attention to. But other than that, there's still questions about, Greg Dulcich is a blocker. He's a great receiver. He makes big plays when Ben DiNucci's throwing him the ball, okay, on the third-string offense. he If you're going to sell insurance in a month, Greg Dulcich can beat you in a football game. Like, yeah, 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 and he makes some plays against the first team. Whenever I talk about Greg Dulcich and fans get all super uptight and upset, like, oh, you hate him. No, I don't hate him. I just know his game is incomplete, and I know with Sean Payton on an offense that the offensive line is just bad. They're flat out bad, everybody. Okay? That's my Achilles heel. That's my spoiler alert. The Broncos' entire season can go off track if this offensive line doesn't figure it out. There is no doubt that Russell Wilson can work in this Sean Payton offense. He was dealing out there, man. Russell Wilson was on fire out there. Adam Troutman making plays. Jerry Judy beating Pat Sertan. Cortland Sutton. Boxing out fools, getting snaring touchdowns, just snaring them out of the air. Cortland Sutton is back. There is no doubt. This ground game, Javante making cuts, looking good. Samaje doing his thing. 
And this kid, Jaleel McLaughlin, he's a weapon. I've told you about him all offseason. This kid can play. Broncos got another great undrafted running back. This kid's going to make the 53. But all of that goes by the wayside. All of this excitement about the Denver Broncos goes out the window if that offensive line doesn't get a hell of a lot better. Not just a little bit, not just a heck, hey, keep it PG. No. If they don't get a hell of a lot better, this season's down the toilet. And I hate to tell you that because it works. I don't want to quote Anakin Skywalker from Phantom Menace, but it's working. It's working. That's how I felt today watching this offense ball out. This offense was making plays. Russ was on time. Russ was not holding on to the ball too long. Russ was not, you know, waiting for guys to come open. He was throwing guys open. Because as I've told you, and I said on our fan football postgame show, available on our digital platforms, check us out. As I said then, I'll say it now, this offense, Sean Payton gets guys open. Sean Payton works. Sean Payton is the key. He is the answer. Russell Wilson is benefiting from having a great head coach. I'm not going to talk about Hackett. I don't want to get in trouble again. But, like, listen, Russell Wilson is 1,000% getting it with Sean Payton. On time, on target, throwing guys before they make their break. All of this, it's beautiful, man. I either quote pro wrestlers when I go solo or I quote Snowball from Clerks, which maybe is a mistake. But either way, this offense works. That offensive line needs work. That sounds like a head sounds like a country song. That sounds like a headline, DenverSports.com, right? Broncos offense works. Offensive line needs work. And it's not personal. For everyone out there who thinks they're Garrett Bowles friend, one, you're not. Two, I, I like Garrett Bowles. I've said it multiple times. Garrett Bowles is a good man. I like Garrett Bowles for the story. I like Garrett Bowles for the mindset, what he's had to fight through in his life. Nothing was given to him. And he got here, man. We should commend that. But at the same time, and I'm friendly with Garrett. I can't say I'm friends and I don't stalk him at his place of worship or anything like that. But, like, listen, I think Garrett Bowles, that ankle is not right. His feet are gone. His footwork was his forte. Garibald's feet, when he came out of college, the one thing you could say, and I preferred Ryan Ramschick, whatever, um, the one thing you could say is, hey, footwork is on point. His footwork was better than Ryan Ramschick's. Ryan Ramschick's more complete, stronger. Garibald's is a little leaner as a left tackle, but you love that athleticism. What made Garrett Bowles a first-round pick is now gone. And I'm not catastrophizing, and I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever. I'm not saying, like, he he's sucks and he can't play anymore. Like, there needs to be nuance in conversation. I think too often, again, two rules in life. One, don't be dumb. Two, don't be in a cult. I think that there's this cult-like mentality in certain fan bases and even media outlets where it's just like, everything's awesome or you're a hater. No, I don't hate Garibalds. I like Garibalds. He's not good, people. He's not playing good football. Can he get better? Yes, of course. Everybody can improve. Can he get healthier? And until 
you know, we maybe know that he's healthier than he's letting on or whatever. I really believe it's the health because his feet are gone. And for a guy, his best asset was that, you know, focus, drive, if you will, for Garrett Bowles to protect the quarterback like he protects his family. You love that mindset, man. That's why he's a great teammate. That's why his teammates love him. There's nothing wrong with Garrett Bowles in that department. What's wrong now is a fractured ankle that he's trying to come back from over 30 years old. And I know that doesn't sound old, and I know I'm old, but in football, that's old. And it was a issue that you were going to have with Garrett Bowles from the day you drafted him. You know he's going to be an older prospect. And now you're in a situation where that left side of the offensive line, he's back to hugging people. That doesn't work. That won't work. It's got to be better. And that's not hating. That's just telling you what's going on at training camp. If you want to hear something different about Garrett Bowles, then Garrett Bowles needs to play better. And then we'll talk about it. I love the fact that Garrett Bowles proved everybody wrong. Proved me wrong. Proved Mark Schlereth wrong. Proved everybody wrong. That is awesome. The Garrett Bowles story is really good, showing how a player can change. But it's our job not to pretend like we're somebody's friend when we're not. It's our job to analyze things, to be fair. Listen, nobody wants to hear all everything critical stuff. That's that's uh, that's low-hanging fruit. That's surface level, okay? I, I really want to... Honestly, I want to insult uh, personally <laughs> the people that do that um, because you... And it's not about being positive all the time. I want to insult those people too. Like, you can't be positive all the time. You can't be negative all the time. Just say what's going on out there. And I think that's what we at The Fan do exceptionally well, denversports.com, where you get that information where it's the good and the bad and take them both there. You have the facts of life, whatever. Like, Garrett Bowles can be better, and he needs him. They need him to be better. Like, now, right now, they need him, and, and whatever it is with that ankle, whatever you can do to get him healthier, however you can help him in that department, it needs to happen now as soon as possible. Russell Wilson needs him. And Sean Payton, the great thing about Sean Payton is we know it works. Like, there's no doubt. There's no question mark. There's like, I wonder if this is going to work. I wonder if, nope, nope, nope. I have watched enough of Sean Payton football in charting every play. He gets guys open. Russell Wilson's now finding those guys, whether it's Troutman, whether it's Julio McLaughlin out of the backfield. Yes, Julio getting work with the first team. And that's, again, beautiful, man. Because Julio McLaughlin is arguably the most explosive player on this roster. And you see him making great plays as a runner and as a receiver out of the backfield. I've said it time and again, all he needs is a crease. And he's gone. Not a crease and it's, hey, that's a nice little three yards. No. If you give, if you dare give Jaleel McLaughlin a crease, he's going to kill you. He's going to gash you. He's going to make that big play. And I'm not talking three, four, seven yard, whoa, I'm talking 80-yard touchdown, Broncos, let's go. That's the type of play you get from Jalen McLaughlin. And as excited as I am by today's practice, I feel so good after today. Hot one. It was a hot one tonight and uh, today out at Broncos training camp. But it was hotter on the field. 
what they were doing offensively. And I know, hey, they didn't have – and, again, here's the thing. that This is where just reporting what's happening is always the best. And you have to say, like, well, they, and what had happened was is they didn't have Justin Simmons and blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes, 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 yes. But, again, as I've told you on these airwaves, can we give Russell Wilson credit? Russell Wilson was dealing today, unstoppable today. And yet there are still others, and I guess it's if you just hate Russell Wilson, you're never going to give him credit for anything. But there's people that continue, well, and then this guy wasn't playing, and this guy wasn't out there, and then this has happened, and what had happened was, and there's no refs, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Shh, shh. I'll do uh, like Chris Tucker did in The Fifth Element, like, was it Ruby Rod? Ruby Rod, is that his name? In The Fifth Element. I love that movie. Multi-pass. Love that movie. So, hey, well, Russ isn't, huh? Let me finish. Hey, Russell Wilson's doing good things. We need to praise that. He's building chemistry, trust with Adam Troutman. Greg Dulcich can do it as a receiver. We all know that. Again, surface level stuff. Are we not done with this? Have we not moved on from the Greg Dulcich thing? But what, what about Greg Dulcich? Let me see him block. Albert O. Twice got my guy Marcus Haynes. Not a good day. Uh, for Marcus. Marcus has been a good pass rusher under the radar, probably practice squad guy. He's been doing better than Thomas and Coombe. And Coombe was, I was really excited about in Coombe. I was like, okay, there's three UDFAs that can make this team. 53. The three are Art Green. He's not doing anything. Thomas and Coombe. He's not doing anything. And then Jaleel McLaughlin. He's getting it done. He's working with the first team. So, like, okay. Marcus Haynes has done what I thought Thomas and Coombe would be doing. So, good job. Marcus, not good job when Alberto puts you on your back twice. So much so that not only do the fans go, whoa, but even his teammates were like, whoa, because Marcus Haynes was put on his back by Alberto Cuebanom. I, I haven't seen Greg Dulcich do that. Alberto's not going to make this team. I mean, Dulcich is. Troutman is. He's their number one tight end. Chris Manhurts is. When he's healthy, is their best blocker. He's kind of like an extra tackle out there. And they need him with the way these tackles have not been performing well. But let's switch that narrative. Let's say Greg Dulcich puts somebody on their back twice in one day. We'd be talking, hey, Greg Dulcich is getting it. Hey, Greg Dulcich is on the right track. We're not saying that. And again, it's not being a hater. I think all these, this type of conversation needs to stop when there's um, a fair critique of a player. Oh, well, you just hate him. No, 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 no. Had a bad round grade on him. Had a third round grade. Broncos picked him up. Good, good job. UCLA, great hair. Like, yes, oh, the, the dulcest thing is so old because it's like until I see him block, it doesn't matter. Almost went pro wrestling, KJ. It doesn't matter unless Greg Dulcich can block. That's the thing. And until I see that, uh, what am I supposed to say? The same thing about him every day? He's a really good receiver. He's got great hair. Like, yeah, whatever. Done. If I had seen Greg Dulcich do what Adam Troutman did today, Troutman was amazing today. If I had seen that, it would have been like, okay, there's a really strong day as a receiver, and we know Dulcich can do that. Troutman is surprising people because people don't know his game from Dayton. And God bless you. God bless everyone. Okay? 
uh, you, you probably weren't watching Dayton football in 2020. It's just a guess. I'm probably right on that. But this Adam Troutman stuff, this is not a mystery. This guy's been doing this. It's the thing in Arizona is he kind of, they kind of swept him under the rug when Sean Payton left because he's Payton's guy. 1,000%. He is Sean Payton's guy. But go back and listen. 2020 leading up to that draft, I was talking about Adam Troutman as a sleeper because he's a small school guy and he's a great receiver. And now he's become a blocker. And I've had people tell me, well, Troutman hasn't done anything as a pro. He's coming from Pertnir, God bless you, Dan Reeves, Pertnir Division Three football. That is a monumental jump, and tight ends usually take time. So now it's camp number three with Sean Payton, and it's year number four, but it's camp number three with Payton. Payton loves him, and why not Trout? Why not Adam Troutman? Why not? Do you have a reason? Oh, well, he's just a, he's a blocker. Yeah, he's been really good as a blocker. Manhurts is the best blocker because he's devastating. But Adam Troutman, that receiving ability has always been there, baby. He had 14 touchdowns in one season. And I know it's Dayton. Well, it was Dayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had 14 touchdowns in one season. You know how many small school guys I talk about that, you know, five, six, seven touchdowns, whatever. 14 in one year. He was a hog out there. So when he's doing what he did today, and this offense was rolling, one, give Russell Wilson credit, please. If Russell Wilson struggles in the regular season when the games count, that's that's a conversation. But right now we have to go on what, we, uh, on what we've seen. And I can sit up here and be like, well, Justin Simmons isn't playing, and this isn't playing, and whatever here, Stern's a little banged up, whatever. I could sit here and do that, but that is not, that's not analysis. That's just having a bias against Russell Wilson. I'm, a, I'm sick of it. Russell Wilson's at the podium, and I know, you know, some people out there on Twitter or whatever, which is the realm of the lowest common denominator. Sandy said that years ago, and it holds true today. But I got people on Twitter, like, blasting on Russ. Oh, yeah, he's so boring. Oh, man, cheese ball. I don't care. Rather have him as a quarterback here than Ben Roethlisberger or Deshaun Watson. And I don't want to go into the details of those two, but you all know. I would rather Russell Wilson is a good man. And when he does great on the field, today wasn't just good. Today wasn't like the best day because it was slightly above average and he's been below average. To start camp, Russell Wilson was below average. There is no doubt. I told you at the time to stay patient with it. I was the one promoting, like, let's just be patient. It's a work in progress. He's got to stop holding on the ball too long. Again, just telling you what's going on out there. Get on out there if you can tomorrow, if you can get a ticket last day for fans. Um, But when Russell Wilson is absolutely on fire today, I mean, there's no way to, to spin that another way. Okay? Like, you did an excellent job today. It was an excellent job by Russell Wilson. You want to see more of that going forward. Will we see it? I don't know. I hope so because I know and I believe in Sean Payton's offense. I believe in what Payton has set up because it does work. I believe in what Sean Payton is doing to teach this team, even Russell Wilson, who is open to teaching. And they're striking a balance. Joe Lombardi, their OC, talked about it today. They're striking a balance 
between what they need Russ to do, what he likes to do. And it's not just the hack it, like, do whatever you want, Russ. How's Sierra, Russ? How you doing, Russ? I love you, Russ. I can dance, Russ. Like, I don't want to get hung up. I don't want to be the guy that always talks about the ex, okay? But I'm just trying to explain the difference. Sean Payton is teaching. Right, right, Russ. Hey, Russ, Russ, get over here. Get over here. Come here. And Russ listens. This isn't a shock. This isn't a surprise. This is what Russell Wilson's going to do. He's going to listen. But Peyton, the generative principle in life, and I don't want to get too crunchy on you all, all up here. The studio is not in Boulder. It is in beautiful, where are we at? <laughs> Greenwood Village, right? Okay. I don't want to get too crunchy on you. But the generative principle, the most important thing in life is care. You could boil it down and say love, but it's it's care. It's actual care about the people around you, actual care about yourself, your goals, your vision. There's the Sean Payton word. Sean Payton is here to ride herd on this team. And I know I say that. I'm a country bumpkin. And people, what do you mean? I think I told Rachel V. Hill yesterday something about ride. Like, oh, you got to ride herd on that guy or whatever. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, here's what it means. Sean Payton is here to overlook everything. He's riding herd. He's he's overlooking everything. He's going to keep things in line. He's going to keep that herd going where it needs to be going. You know where the vision is. You know where the goal is. Now go there. I'm going to keep you on track. He is the leader. He is the commander. He is the lone voice on that team. And every team takes on the personality of either, not both, either their head coach or their quarterback, this team is taking on the personality of Sean Payton, and it's awesome because Payton cares. Russell Wilson cares. Garrett Bowles cares. Jaleel McLaughlin cares. Jerry Judy cares. This is filtering through that entire locker room. The fact that we want to win, and for guys that have been here long enough, guys like Justin Simmons, a little banged up, whatever, he'll be fine. Guys like Cortland Sutton. You know how much I love Cortland Sutton? You know how much that guy hates losing? He hates it. Do you know how much he wants to win? That's all he wants to do. And now, with Sean Payton, you're a guy like Court? You already got that Pro Bowl talent? You're a guy like Court? You'd do anything for that guy. You'll listen to everything he tells you because he cares. That's the key ingredient for the Broncos this year. Care. But it doesn't matter if that offensive line is garbage. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy talking about the Denver Broncos. What I've seen out at training camp today was a great day for the offense. Does that mean it was a bad day for the defense? Well... Kind of. I'll explain next. It's training camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Good evening again. I'm Cecil Lamy. Denver Sports Tonight. I want you to go to denversports.com. Go there. Check out all of our wonderful content about all of Denver sports. And, well, guess what we've got for you. 
Best Broncos coverage that you'll find online, DenverSports.com. Best Nuggets coverage that you'll find online, DenverSports.com. Best Abs coverage that you'll find online, DenverSports.com. Best Rockies coverage you'll find online, DenverSports.com. We cover the buffs as well. If it's happening in Denver sports, we are breaking it down for you. DenverSports.com. No damn paywall. Check it out and go to the website. Sign up for our free daily newsletter. It's the Denver Sports Daily. And every morning, hot and fresh, right to your inbox, it is all the top Denver sports news right there to you. You've got a life. We don't. It's the Denver Sports Daily at denversports.com. And Denver Sports Tonight's analysis of Training Camp 2023 is brought to you by Phil Longford of Denver. So the Broncos offense was off the chain, as the big fella would say. But guess what? Doesn't mean that all of their defense was bad. In fact... You all know I love Vance Joseph. And KJ, there's nothing more beautiful to me than the sultry sound, the dulcet sound of Vance Joseph's voice and the beautiful, wonderful collection of drops that we have from VJ. That's extreme. <laughs> it's not extreme, Coach. It's good. It's good. I could have a... No winnings. Tall. <laughs> I could have a whole interview with Vance Joseph using just drops. We'd have to set it up. I'd have to produce it. Um, but I, I could do it. But Vance Joseph, uh, you're the man. And he's empowered now. He no longer has his power taken away. As We're he back. did. <laughs> he's back. As he did under John Elway. Love you, John, but you know, we all know it's true. So this Vance Joseph situation, I think it's gonna work. One, I believe in the talent. I mean, DJ Jones, that's a Pro Bowl level, almost all pro level, um, interior pressure. You've got Jonathan Harris making plays and coming through as that starter. Zach Allen's a stud, like no doubt, no question, 1,000%. Speaking of studliness, there is one, Josie Jewell, who's gotten better at coverage, um, always stayed ahead of the game because of his, his brain, Alex Singleton, tackling machine. Your secondary is just so full of playmakers. Damari Mathis is having a rougher time. Damari Mathis, as you may or may not have heard on this program, Damari Mathis is going to get pushed by Jaquan McMillan because it's already happening. It's already going on right now. And you see the two kind of brawling during sprints the other day, which is weird. Um, But it is happening right now with the Denver Broncos and Damari is not doing himself any favors with his play in training camp. It's not terrible. Okay. This isn't the problems that we see with the offensive line. The offensive line is terrible. Everybody. Okay. Uh, they need to be better. I certainly believe in Lloyd Cushenberry. I certainly believe in Quinn Miners. I certainly believe in Ben Powers. I know Mike McGlinchey and what he can do. Right. And then I just don't know if Garrett Bowles is healthy. I don't want to get stuck on this offensive line thing, but just when I say this about Damari Mathis, I don't want you to think like, wow, Mathis stinks. No, Mathis is making some plays, usually with his physicality, and I think that's where Mathis can shine more. Jaquan is always feisty, but he's always grabbing. Even Sauce Gardner thinks the guy grabs, and that's pretty bad. So, like, McMillan is feisty. I love his game. He jaws a lot. He talks a lot. If he gets burned, it doesn't matter. He's right back in your face. Like, I love that. The little guy, he can make some big plays. But however, 
And as my man Reggie McDaniel always used to say, there's always a however in life. Uh, McMillan is not as physical as Damari is. Damari is more physical. And if Damari can come through with some big hits during the game when you actually can hit, I think that's what will be better for his outlook as the potential starter opposite Pat Sertan, who's an all-pro, you know, best corner in the game, whatever you want to say. What was it? Uh, was it Richie showing me like, hey, Des Bryant picked a bunch of Cowboys as the best corners in the game. Thanks, Des. So basically, Des picked the two Cowboys, and then someone went, fill it out, fill in the rest. Well, we get it. All right, enough, buddy, enough. But there's one guy that I, I can't wait to see more from, and we will see more from. Advanced Joseph spilled the beans. VJ, he didn't have to say it. You didn't have to say it at all, but he did. Vance Joseph saying today, we're not going to show you the things we're going to do with Drew Sanders in the regular season now, during the preseason. So I did some deductive reasoning, and I said, okay. And Drew Sanders, by the way, today had a great day, an absolute great day. Had Adam Troutman and Russell Wilson not been on fire, Jerry Judy fire, and I'm too old to say that. I always laugh when someone like, well, my man D-Mac, someone around my age, when they're like, "That's keep it 100, fam. What? Shut up. You're not 17. And I say that to myself as well. I'm not calling out anybody or whatever, but it's like, I just think it's funny when old guys are like, that's fire. Dude, you're 40. Shut up. Okay? You can't say fire. I think the level for that, KJ, you can be the final determination on this, but I think you get about 25 then all that lingo that the kids use, and that, well, my youngest is still a teenager. I got a 24 year old, a 20 year old, and a 17 year old. Um, you know, I, I think you get about 25, that type of like, that's fire. Yeah, probably. You probably shouldn't say that. I would agree. I think the rest of the generation would disagree with me because they're pushing ha. 30s and they're still saying stuff like that. Yeah, they're pushing 30 and still living at home. Like, come on, move out to basement. There you go. Stop writing your name on the orange You said, Ma, don't touch my stuff. Anyway. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Drew Sanders. <laughs> Had not all these other players been absolute fire on the field, Drew Sanders would have been the story of the day. And not because of what Vance Joseph said, but because of what he did. He was blowing up plays. He was in the backfield. He was breaking up passes. Almost had another pick six. Like, Drew Sanders, this dude is legit. Okay? Stud. Absolute playmaker. And Vance Joseph says, we're not going to show you what we're going to do with Drew in the regular season. We're not going to show you in the preseason. So I got to thinking. He's stuffing the run. Check. He's working in coverage, almost getting a pit pit six. Pick six a day. English is difficult for me. A pick six a day. Check. Okay, so he's tackling, he's stuffing the run, and he's covering. What's the one thing he's not doing that he's really good in college doing? Oh, yeah, rushing the passer. And this is why I said on Stokely and Zach, and it is not hyperbole because I'm not comparing him to Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is just a different level. And I know there were people like, he's, he doesn't have a position. What do you do? The Broncos shouldn't draft Micah Parsons. What do you do with him? Whatever you want. That's what you do with the Micah Parsons. Guess what you're going to do with Drew Sanders, everybody? Guess what Vance Joseph is cooking up right now? Right now, VJ. You know what he's doing? 
He's drawing up plays. He's drawing up, he's scheming. He's planning for Drew Sanders to rush the passer. Because when he was in college, even though I had him as the number one inside linebacker in this class, if you grade him as an outside linebacker, he'd grade positively. So like a Baron Browning, where you go, is he inside, is he outside? Um, on a higher level than a Justin Hollins, you may remember Justin Hollins, saw him at the Shrine game uh, back in Tampa years ago, great player. Broncos miscast him as an inside, went to the Rams, rushed the passer, looked real good, bounced around since then, whatever is whatever. But there are some of these players that come out of college, you go, you inside, you outside, you covering, you're rushing, you're stuffing, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Hans? What are you doing? What are you doing, Drew Sanders? I know what he's doing, making plays. So what we're seeing is him stuffing the run. What we're seeing is him breaking up passes, damn near a pick six a day. Okay? I mean, dude, incredible. This kid's incredible. Stupendous. What are we not seeing? Well, we're not seeing him rush the passer. Guess what Vance Joseph told us was going to happen? And he told us by not telling us, and VJ, you didn't have to say it. I hope you don't get in trouble for this segment, VJ, because I like you a lot. Um, it's always good to say hi to VJ um, on his way up to the podium. But when he says, we're not going to show you what we're going to do with Drew Sanders, and I go, wait a second, he's stuffing the run and he's covering. Oh, he's not rushing. Oh, they're going to rush him. That means the Broncos have their version of Micah Parsons. He's not as good as Micah Parsons. Very few players are. But when you have that chess piece, when you have that movable Object. You can just move around the formation. Where's Drew Sanders? Hey, hey, Mike, Mike, Mike's 41. No, 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 no. That uh, might not be the case. And Alex Singleton's fantastic as tackling machine. You know what you're going to get. There's no nothing wrong with Alex Singleton whatsoever. Uh, you know, you worry about him in coverage, but I'm not, I don't look at Alex Singleton and be like, go cover. Nah, whatever. Stuff the run. That's what he does. He's a great job. Josie Jules improved in coverage, for sure. Can still stuff to run. Very smart. But neither one of those two have the pass rushing capability of a Drew Sanders. Vance Joseph, you know what he's going to do with Drew Sanders? He's going to unleash hell on this league with Drew Sanders. And I love to see it from that young man. He's got the playmaking ability. I want to see him rush the quarterback. And it sounds like, not in the preseason, but in the regular season, that's what we're going to get. It's Denver Sports Tonight. I'm Cecil Lammy talking about Denver Broncos training camp and my observations, offense on fire. Jerry Judy's the number one. But what if he's not? That's... Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Well, this Broncos wide receiver position, they are getting in some good work out there. As I mentioned, uh, you don't get much against Pastor Tan, so when you do, you take note. Jerry Judy getting Pat today one time. One time. Because that's, uh, you know, he's about 2 of 10. <laughs> Maybe like 3 of 12. If there have been 12 reps, Jerry, Judy versus Pat Sertan, Judy's won three. Pat's won, don't make me do math, nine. <laughs> I knew the answer. Anyway, 
Uh, Court and Pat are almost 50-50. There is an advantage for Pat Sertan in that department, but if it was 10 times Sutton versus Sertan, it's probably about five for Sutton. It's probably about five for Sertan. It's a great battle. This has been a great camp, outstanding camp. And it's been outstanding for those wide receivers. There have been times when Jerry Judy's had the drops. But as I've said uh, many times, it's about drop rate to me. It's not about, hey, he had a drop the one day and the practice that we can't say anything about. Like, he had two drops. They were bad. I'm not going to. And that's another reason, like, I didn't really bring it up that day. One, I didn't want to get in trouble. Two, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, there's surface-level stuff, and there's already biases in place with certain people about, like, if Jerry Judy drops a pass, it means he sucks. If Jerry Judy drops a pass, it means he's going to drop everything. Drops are a problem. His drop rate was the same as Devontae Adams in the bad year of his rookie season. How's that? What? Okay. His drop rate is below the league average. So you're telling me it's a problem, but you don't know the advanced data that clearly reveals it's not a problem. Would you want zero drops for every receiver in forever and ever and ever? Of course. But let's not be ridiculous. Let's just look at the situation and go, Jerry Judy's balling out. And he's doing it because he's dialed in. And he's dialed in because he's the number one. But what if he wasn't? It's a great problem to have, but trust me, on a run-heavy team, it is a problem. There's one football to go around. You're going to get a lot of Javante Williams. You're going to get a lot of Samaj P. Ryan. Dash of Jaleel McLaughlin. I believe he's going to make the 53, and I also believe the Broncos will get him stolen away. He's number 38 on the field. He's number one in your hearts, ladies and gentlemen. Jaleel McLaughlin, if the Broncos are unwise enough, don't want to offend if they take the unwise route of let's try to sneak him through to the practice squad he will get stolen i'm not going to guarantee that but as someone who not only covers the entire league but talks to people around the league they already notice him i don't want to scare you broncos fans um And this goes back to my Montreal, Washington conversation. Montreal, Washington, greatest guy ever, or whatever I have to say. And he's a good man. He's a good young man. And that's a a positive thing. We We should applaud that. But I have heard zero of my friends around the league ask ever ask a question about Montreal, Washington. Zero. And I've shared this story. I've got uh, friends in Canada that run a couple CFL teams and you know, when Deshaun Williams was on to come up and they're like, hey, do you think we'll have a crack at Deshaun? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't even have Canadian teams asking me, asking me, asking me again, English. <laughs> I don't have Canadian teams asking me about Montreal, Washington. Not that that's a, you know, litmus test because everyone knows he's going to be in the league. Right. But I just I, I want you to know there's no chatter. League wide, there's no chatter. Because if there's one thing that people who cover this league love to do, it's talk. If there's one thing that people who work in this league love to do, it's talk. And if there's one thing people in this league love to do, it's watch other teams. They already notice him. Don't hide him. Because you can't. 
that type of talent. And he's the NCAA's all-time leading everything, okay? Hey, that guy that ran for a billion yards, you think we could sneak him through to the practice squad? <laughs> like every other team doesn't have a file on Jaleel McLaughlin. And what he did against Arizona has only turned up the heat. But I'm here to tell you, with this run-heavy team, Court's going to get his. I don't know how yet because Russell's going to throw about 20 to 25 times a game. You do not want Russell Wilson throwing 35 times, 45 times a game. You do not want that. That is a recipe for a loss with this team. As I've told you, this team's going to win ugly. So get ready. But Court will not be denied. I just am not sure how he's going to get his. When you're feeding Adam Troutman a little bit, you're definitely force-feeding Jerry Judy, and he's eating it all up. I even think a guy like Burton uh, get a little, get in there, uh, you know, a little sneaky touchdown from time to time. Either way, it's going to be fun to watch. Appreciate you all. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, thanks for checking out denversports.com. It's where you want to be. It's just what you want to do. Denversports.com. Sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. It's free. It's the hottest newsletter on the planet. It's Denver Sports Daily. It's at denversports.com. My practice reports will be on there. I'm writing up one now. Andrew Mason, all of his Broncos coverage, which is fantastic, will be there. Just check it out. Denversports.com. I'm Cecil Lammy saying, listen to the sweet Ronnie James Dio. Remember to do this. One, look out. Two, stay frosty, baby. Oh, we will praise our